0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is John McCormick, who's been covering the VA story. And John, I want to ask you the question I've been getting most often. How big is this scandal? Is it big enough to derail an entire administration?
1: Well, objectively, it's just a, a huge, huge scandal. You know, any time you're talking about the government, uh, you know, neglect killing uh, veterans or government malfeasance uh, leading to the death of veterans, that's just a, a horrendous scandal. Um, so well, when you say really killing,
0: weird. I mean, do you mean literally? Because we've heard these allegations, you know, thrown around if you've been watching cable TV. You're like, do we know? I mean, were there actual veterans who died from lack of treatment?
1: Well, that's the allegation out of Phoenix that came out last month that, you know, there were some 1,400 to 1,600 veterans waiting for care, and they had this secret waiting list to make their metrics look better, that they were they're performing better, and allegedly 40 veterans on that waiting list died while waiting for care. Now, there are investigations ongoing. Uh, there's an, a VA Inspector General report. There's been some, uh, some calls to have additional investigations, actual criminal investigations, because, you know, uh, when you're lying about falsifying records, that definitely seems to be a a, a criminal problem right there. Even, uh, you know, Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut at the hearing last week, he was just, you know, dumbfounded as to why uh, the VA was just sort of sitting on their hands waiting for uh, this inspector general to do this report when you could be calling in the FBI, the DOJ, to have a nationwide uh, investigation. You know, the, the inspector general of the VA only has so many resources, and it's just kind of very... Strange that they haven't called in FBI help.
0: Uh, you've, uh, in your previous reporting, have talked about how this is not a surprise story. That people who've been following the VA will tell you that allegations, perhaps not this uh, drastic, but allegations of this kind are not new. Yeah,
1: well, NBC recently reported that there was a memo back in 2010 that just lifted scores of different gaming strategies where, you know, they would tell the veterans, you know, rather than schedule their appointment right away, they would say call back in a month. And so some of these people would be calling back and calling back and never getting scheduled for an appointment. In the system, it it didn't show that they were waiting for care, but in reality, they were. And they had these electronic records, uh, which were phony, and they had a paper secret record that they were keeping uh, while they were playing these games, and in some cases, people were getting bonuses for meeting their performance goals.
0: Uh, there's a story in the Daily Beast today that uh, offers two more pieces to this uh, from the New Mexico office. One is that they, when they heard that the IG was coming, a doctor suggested that they change the list from the waiting list to the precedence list, implying that, oh, no, no, there's no wait here. It's just that these patients have been triaged, and these are more serious than those, which was not true. And then the second, and this is really disturbing, and I think it le- it raises questions about broader policy uh issues john that these doctors in the va government workers government contracts were seeing so few patients the eight cardiologists in the uh, cardiology wing in the new mexico va were seeing as many patients as a single cardiologist would see in two days they were seeing that many in a week and the question is is there a fundamental issue of government just doesn't do stuff very well here yeah, I mean, this
1: is what rationing is. I mean, rationing at the whole heart of the death panel's controversy was a controversy about government rationing. When government's in control, when you can't fire your doctor, go to a different hospital, when it's a bunch of government bureaucrats who are scheduling you and you're at their mercy, you inevitably run into situations where people are on stuck on waiting lists and don't get care. I mean, that's the problem with the British NHS, which is what the VA is much more uh, akin to because you've actually not simply got the government paying like a single-payer, system, which is what we have for Medicare, but the government's actually running these hospitals. Um, And so, you know, this has been praised by someone like Paul Krugman, who has said that this is, you know, just the best example, everything's integrated, and they have much better health outcomes. He sort of pointed to the VA as something that we should go towards rather than uh, a more market-driven, you know, Medicare Advantage plan.
0: Uh, So are people talking about the possibility of simply uh, moving past a government-run health care system for veterans and giving them insurance, private insurance, they could use at any hospital in the country?
1: Well, you know, Mitt Romney floated that idea in 2011 and got attacked by it pretty fiercely and backed off of it. I mean, it would make sense to me. I mean, I think everyone would agree that our veterans deserve the best gold-plated health insurance there is out there, and they should be able to go to whatever hospital they want to, and that's a cost that we should be willing to stomach uh if we're gonna pay for anything. Uh but I think that, you know, Obamacare may have made that much more difficult in terms of just offering much less uh you know, the plans out there today on the individual market are, are Obamacare compliant plans. So they've they're not what they used to be. And that, you know, kind of presents a whole another problem for, you know, free market conservative health care reformers is you kind of need to repeal Obamacare if you want to provide a, a realistic, positive um consumer-driven alternative to the VA healthcare system.
0: You know, General Shinseki said in a testimony last week, I'm madder than hell about this, but he still has his job. Uh, um, Major Garrett asked the White House Chief of Staff why isn't the President saying something about this scandal he's largely left it ignored other than having people ask him questions in the last week and he's also letting general Shinseki keep his job the president also described as madder than hell that seems to be the appropriate level of anger for veterans related (laughs) issues is to be mad at some level relatable to Satan uh... does general Shinseki keep his job
1: uh... I would say probably not but it's pretty amazing that he's gone on this long uh... Without being let go, you know, if you compare this to the Walter Reed scandal back in the in the Bush years, you know, when it, the, the reports came out that there were really deplorable conditions where. You know, the, the, these veterans who are coming home from the war and were being treated poorly, that weren't allegations that these this treatment was leading to death, but nonetheless, it was an appalling scandal of its own. But there were firings within days of that thing break, hitting the news, and in this one they're kind of just sitting on their hands waiting for this VA inspector general report to come out and uh, really kind of don't seem like they know what they're doing.
0: It is also interesting to me back to the question that Congressman Blumenthal asked, which is why not the FBI? Why not throw everything at this? I. It's been so long since I've seen a bipartisan uh, congressional investigation since, obviously, under President Obama, Democrats have simply refused to investigate anything. But they're ready to investigate this. And you saw what happened when both Democrats and Republicans joined together. All of a sudden, there was some action, at least inside the VA bureaucracy. Why wouldn't members of the House and Senate, particularly if I'm a senator in a red state who's a Democrat who's going to struggle in 2014, why wouldn't I jump on this and make an issue out of this and also join in the calls of why, isn't, why don't we have professional investigators who investigate crimes come investigate these uh, crimes uh, committed at, allegedly committed at VA facilities?
1: Yeah, well it's a, it's a no brainer. I don't think you need to be a red state democrat, as you pointed out, you know, with with Richard Blumenthal, he's from Connecticut, but right. he's a former state attorney general and he understands the law and he says, Listen, there's clearly Evidence of criminal wrongdoing here, and the VA Inspector General, you know, has such a limited ability that why wouldn't you bring them in? There was really no good answer. It was just sort of this sort of bureaucratic uh, speak. Well, we're just waiting to see what happens, and then we'll we'll listen to that report and we'll you know deal with it accordingly. I would be surprised if there isn't some additional action by the federal government.
0: It is fascinating that, based on their willingness to use investigators, the White House is a lot more worried about who James Rosen is talking to about North Korea than they are. About what's going on in our VA hospitals. And it's interesting that from Fast and Furious to the IRS scandal to Benghazi uh, to the uh, uh, wiretapping of uh, or, or seeking of records of reporters and now this, how unwilling this administration is to use kind of the traditional tools of investigation.
1: Well, yeah, and the, when Eric Holder was asked last week at a press conference, I was there. Uh, a bunch of reporters were asking him about the VA scandal. When is the FBI going to get involved in the DOJ? And he's you know, he's the one who gave the response about just waiting for the VA to do their own internal review. Meanwhile, he, he said that at a press conference where he was talking about how, you know, the DOJ was going to stand up on behalf of veterans who were taken advantage of by, you know, Fannie Mae for giving them a student loan rate that was higher than 6%. And now that's wrong. If if the law says veterans are entitled to loans at 6%, I want them to get the 6%. But in terms of actual problems you know right. waiting for health care is just a completely different universe than being charged a few bucks too much for your loan so it was really puzzling why he's not jumping on this right now
0: john mccormick from the weekly standard thanks so much for your time please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates i'm your host michael graham